I'm Ashley. I'm Valencia. And we're self-misguided. Welcome back. Welcome back to your third time recording this week. Yeah. I know. It's not even our, like, record. (laughs) No, it's three three separate times in one week might be. Yeah. That many episodes. Probably not. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, But this is uh, Alan Leaves Tomorrow, doesn't he? Yep. He does. Dun, dun, dun. And for some reason, this time, I don't know how long he's going to be gone because they're going somewhere else for like a shutdown. So it could be like a week or two weeks. And then I don't know. His rotations are about to be all messed up. So. Oh, because the holidays? Well, no, because they. So normally it's three week rotations, but they don't know how long the shutdown will be. And if it's two weeks, they're not going to just send them back to where they were for a week because that's like an even longer drive. They'll send him home for a week. and then... Yeah, so he might be working here for a week, or I don't know. But if it if it is that way, then he won't be here for Halloween. But luckily, we have people, people to go yeah. with, so... I was like, we're fine on Halloween without yeah. you, Ellen. Yeah. Um, well, now that I've made uh, Valencia cry when she's <laughs> at my house in 10 minutes, uh, <laughs> it's a special skill I have. Yeah, it's fine. We just, we'll skip the how are you doing. Yeah. Um, did you do anything fun today? Yeah, we went to, well, it was pumpkin patch, but they were doing sunflowers for the most part. But I got three huge pumpkins. I can't wait for you to see. Well, they, they do them where, I don't know if they just have too many pumpkins right now or how they do it, but they're, the maximum amount is $12 and this one was like 70 pounds. At least that's what Alan says. Who knows? Oh yeah. (laughs) But I literally, it's too big for me to pick up. That's awesome. That's so, so exciting. I just want you guys to know if anybody steals my pumpkins off my porch, it was only $12. So are you going to make <laughs> roasted pumpkin seeds out of that 70 yeah. pound one? That was so fun. No, not that one because I like it, how it looks on my porch. But we did get some from Walmart this morning, actually. And one of them fell out of my car, jumped out of my car. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> and so I'm going to do that with them tomorrow. That'll be fun. Theodore keeps taking mine from the front porch and throwing them on the ground trying to break them. <laughs> Well, all mine are too big for the kids to pick up, so... Oh, he's just rolling them off the straw bale, which is... Ugh. Ugh. See, that's what I need. I need a straw bale. I was was like, is it straw or is it hay? See, I I only called it that because you did, but I would say hay. Okay, so... It's... So... I... This is... I don't... I'm not saying this is right. Just in my... In my frame of mind, the rectangle ones are straw bales, and the big brown ones are hay bales. Yeah, I could go with that. I don't know if that's right or not. Someone's going to be pissed in the comments. (laughs) Love to see it. Anyway... But Ryan is, like, such a stickler for, like, language and words. Oh, like, sure. And I'm not saying he's a grammar Nazi. I feel like, like he, he corrects everyone in his head <laughs> whenever he you're talking does, to him. But he, like, doesn't, like, dialect is lost on Ryan. Mm. So, like, the soda pop conversation, that's dialect. How some people call it pop and some people call it yeah. soda. Neither is wrong. Some it's people, dialect. Some people call all sodas Coke. Coke. Yeah, it's, that's dialect. That's, like, crazy. Like, y'all. Y'all is not improper. It's just dialect. And dialect is lost on Ryan. And, uh... So, I knew... Because, like, if you look on Walmart, it's called a, called a straw bale. I knew that calling it a hay bale would annoy him. So I have been only referring to it as a hay bale. Mental note. <laughs> to annoy him. Yep. To annoy him. We had Theodore's second first birthday party today. It was his first rodeo. Oh, it's so cute. It was so cute. He had a blast. He glued himself to my older brother's side. They had so much fun. He got, between the two birthday parties, he got so much stuff. Yeah. I know I have to go through and get rid of a few more toys, 
But and then we set up the play gym. Ryan's dad got him last weekend. So cool. I walked in, I'm like, I wanna play, I wanna play. <laughs> I know, right? It's so fun. Um, he's like still a little skeptical of it. Mm-hmm. So we had the rock wall where part of it was on the ground and he'd get up on it, but he wouldn't like crawl up it. So then oh, we yeah. moved it to that and he's like Acting brave and then coming yeah. away. Acting brave and then coming away. I just need to bring Charlotte over and she'll show them how to play. Oh, yeah. It. The yeah. kids are going to lose their mind when they yeah. come over because we have one of those car things now. We've got the horse, which does the same thing. Um, that. We've got all, like, monster trucks, the semi that holds dinosaurs in it, like, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, my favorite part of today was after we got home, Ryan's not feeling well. And he went and laid his head down on my lap and was, like, snuggled up next to me. And Theodore was having none of it. (laughs) He kept coming over and slapping Ryan. And he gave him a big kiss in the mouth. But he goes, (gasps) oh, like, held it there. Like, he was trying to suffocate him. (laughs) Um, And then he kept hitting him. And then he, like, started hitting Ryan and looking at me. And he just started crying. I was like, okay, get up. So I pick up Theodore. He looks at Ryan and laughs. (gasps) Wow. I'm not even surprised. I lost it. I was laughing so I know it's so bad. I was laughing so hard. I would have been dying, honestly. He was like, that is my mama. And then he tried to bite the floor and caused his teeth to bleed. Makes me so sad. I can literally feel it. Like I'm like a sympathetic pain or Well he's (laughs) that's okay. I slam my chair into the desk at the start (laughs) of this. So um we're off to a great start. Yeah. Uh no, he started crying and I like I knew he was upset and then I I look and like I can just see the blood in his mouth and it's just like the floor is his arch nemesis it's the one thing he can't beat (laughs) (laughs) so today we are doing life lessons we wish we learned sooner and I just I want to like I wish we should just like take a screenshot of the level of notes because (laughs) (laughs) I've got like one, two, three, four, nine lines, and I can literally just see paragraphs over on Gal's But I've only got eight lessons. I've just expanded a little bit on them. I because have seven you, lessons. You're really good at like thinking, just like you could yeah. just say, like, you. I have to have a little bit of notes so I don't lose my train of thought. So, what's a train of thought? <laughs> Do you ever like say something really random and then feel the need to explain the train of thought yeah. that got you? Alan there? does. And I sometimes, he's like, You want to know how I got here? And I was like, Not really. <laughs> It can be the most random thing, too. Sometimes I will explain my train of thought before I say the point. Like, I know I'm about to say something really random. I'll say, so I was thinking about this, and that led me to here, and that led me here. So what do you think about? That might actually make more sense if you did it that way. Because sometimes I'll just spit something out, and it'll be, like, not enough, you know, to understand what he's talking about. And he'll just look at you like you're, like, why don't you know what I'm talking about? Like, what are you talking about? So maybe if he explained first, and then I'd be like, oh, okay. Does Alan also have, like, half of the conversation in his head, and then bringing it, I do that all the time to Ryan. He'll also be like, if we're having a conversation, and he'll just randomly say something about something else, and I'll be like, when did we move on here? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I like, when Ryan and I are arguing, I'll have the entire argument. <laughs> He'll literally be standing there, and I'll say Wait, my are side. Are we done yet? <laughs> I'll, I'll say my side, and I'll be and I know you're going to say this, and then I'll say my yeah. side. I'll just have the entire argument myself. <laughs> Sometimes I'll do that, like, in my head. I'm like, I'm going to say this, but I know he'll say this, so I might as well just not. Just vocalize it. It's way more fun that way. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend. Oh, my gosh. Because, like, what's worse than arguing and not having that. an actual say in the argument? <laughs> oh. Uh, so do you want to start with your first one, or do you want me to start? 
Sure. Or no, you go first because you have one more than me, so it'll be. Like... No, I think I have seven. You have eight. Oh, but I can cut. No, I'll start. I might. I might okay. come. You might. I might spiral off of you. Yeah. Anyway. Who, well, we might even have similar ones. We'll see. So mine is from relationships and dating, and like it probably should be that way in friendships as well. And I knew you wouldn't have anything <laughs> like, like this. And that is, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And I literally joke about this with Danielle. Sorry, Danielle. Um, anytime she's like, yeah, I might, or if I have time, or maybe it's a no from Danielle. <laughs> that was a lesson I learned recently. <laughs> if it's not a hell yes for Danielle, it's a no. But it's just like this idea of like anyone who isn't like, oh, like, yeah, maybe I want a relationship. They don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe we can meet up next week. You're not meeting up next week. Right. Yeah, maybe we can do that. No, they're not. It's a no. One, because more than likely the answer is truly no. But two, like, don't accept anything that's not like a hell yes, this is where I want to be. Any, like, wishy-washy is uh no. Do you want to get married someday? Maybe. No, listen, <laughs> I flat out told Ryan no, so. Did you I did not t- accept that answer. Oh, my gosh, I have to tell you a story. Ryan had been dating for just, like, a little bit. I was like, hey, I was thinking about planning a vacation to Colorado this summer. Like, would you be interested? I know it's still a few months away, but would you be interested? He goes, yeah. Do you think you'll ever get married again? What? <laughs> that's anyway. so funny, though, because Alan proposed to me in Colorado. I know. So it's like, that's so cute. We were just walking around the promenade in Rogers. <laughs> like, and just, at, I was like, I was thinking about that. Would that be something you'd be interested in? Yeah, do you ever want to get like, married again? But like, does it, my answer to that, like, go with this question? Like, no. I don't understand. Uh, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, but, maybe I want to go on vacation if if you might want to get married one day. Like, no. No, he said yes, he would want to do it, and then immediately asked that question after, and I was like, okay. Uh, but yeah. But you said no? If I ever want to get married Like again. when he asked you just then? No, so even more, like, back, when Ryan and I first started hanging out, he said something along the lines of, like, like we had, I can't remember if it was like, we had good chemistry or something like that. I was like, well, obviously I find you attractive, but you don't want to date me. And I don't want to date anyone. And you specifically don't want to date me because I know what you look for, and I'm not that. <laughs> and Ryan said, "Bet." <laughs> no, that's not what he said. He said, "He said, yeah, yeah." He like thought I understand. It. You know, he thought. I know it was funny. He was like, "Uh, challenge accepted." <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing to good tell for people, him though, like good for him. My favorite thing to tell people, and I might cut this out, is Ryan heard the phrase "You can't turn a hoe into a housewife" <laughs> and saw that as a challenge. <laughs> you should definitely leave that in. <laughs> Somebody will relate to that. You know they will. Um, but yeah, it's just like this idea that if, you, if you're seeing someone or you're trying to figure out what someone wants for the future or, you know, you're like, you, if you're confused, they don't like you. If you're, if you, and like, I would say that in friendships too. Like, yeah. if you're confused about how people feel about you, they yeah. don't, it's not, it's not that. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Yeah, you have like no dating stories. Yeah, I know. I'm like mm-hmm. Alan's been obsessed with you since you were like 15, 14? Yeah. Or I don't even yeah, fourteen maybe. I don't blame him. I did date a couple of his friends before him though. Wait, are they people he's still friends with? Yeah. Who? Eric. You, Danny. Ew. <laughs> I'm, okay, okay, that one doesn't count because uh, it doesn't count because that's gross. No, it was it was junior high and it was over spring break and I didn't see him at all. He we like it was like oh we're boyfriend girlfriend and I hung out with Alan all of spring break. It was like eighth grade and the day we go back to school the next week, 
the day we go back to school the next week, he's like walking in the halls holding hands with another girl. So I was like, oh, I guess we're over. On brand. <laughs> Just from what I heard. <laughs> I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> so that one doesn't really count. Danny was actually... You gotta do it, right? <laughs> what? You get what I mentioned at. You said, how do I know? No. Who did these? Oh. <laughs> And then, and then there was, Danny was actually my first kiss. I try not to think about that. He probably does too. It was awful. But he was actually a really good friend and still is to us. I don't think I can, I know who Danny is. You've never met him. But. Yeah. Ew. (laughs) And then I've been with Alan ever since. Alan can't say the same, but. Yeah, I heard Alan had his, his, uh, playboy days. Yeah. I made a man out of him. See, you and Ryan are so alike. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, we refer to, like, like, when you pulled up, I was like, your wife is here. (laughs) And I always refer to Alan as that. So, anytime, like, you say something that, like, you know, like, annoys me, I'm using air quotes because, like, it's, like, when I'm joking, I'll be like, you need to get your husband's wife. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, vice versa of Alan. And he's like, you need to get your wife's husband. That's funny. (laughs) And so, in our house, like, we never talk about Val and Alan. We talk, like, I'll be like, your husband. Oh, right. And, like, stuff like that. And I can't wait until Theodore starts picking up on it. And, like, then he's gonna be like, Aunt Val's my mommy's wife. (laughs) (laughs) That's so... Jack, we were in the car, and he's like, I need a new mommy. And I was like, what, am I not cool enough? He's like, I just need another one. I was like, oh. I was like, who would you think you would want to be your new mommy? Because Alan's over here like, score. And I was like, no, it wouldn't be for you. <laughs> but <laughs> right on brand. <laughs> so we were both, me and Alan were looking at each other. We're like, he's going to say Ashley. He usually does. Yeah. He's like, hmm, maybe Ryan. I was like, you want Ryan to be your new mommy? He's like, yeah. Right on brand, because that's Alan's husband. I was like, that's so funny. <laughs> he would be fun. That Snapchat use, I <laughs> lost it. He was like, Mom, take a video of me so I can talk to her. And I was like, okay. I had no idea what he was going to do. He did nothing like that before I sent you that. And I put it on, and he's like, Ryan! The screen, so I the top of his lungs. I was in tears at work I was like, that. I sent you that, and I was like, I can hear her laughing right now. <laughs> I was in tears. Anyway, but that's why I had to warn her to turn her volume down. My volume's never up, so you sent me that, and I knew to at least turn it up oh. a little bit. <laughs> so if you ever send me, if you send me a Snapchat, and I replay it, it's because my sound uh, wasn't on the first gotcha. time. That message was for Maisie and Maisie alone. <laughs> <laughs> if I send you videos like on Snapchat, turn your volume up first, because I'll always do something that has like sound. If it's a yeah. Otherwise, you know, it's like that phrase, like, that could have been an email. Like, I'll send a picture if it needs to be a picture. But if it doesn't need sound, I, it's going to be a picture. At the jo- at the place I worked before where I'm at now, I used to say it. They had so many meetings. I'm literally talking 20 meetings a week. Oh, my God. Like, for, it? like, their top people. Yeah. And I literally, and I was an assistant to one of the top people. So I literally got a notebook, and then when I ran out of pages, like, to keep the notes for it, my boss ran another one that literally said, this meeting could have been an email. Mm-hmm. So, it was insanity. All right, what's your first life lesson you wish you learned sooner? Hmm. So many to pick from. So, I think one of the easiest ones I've got on here is, any big decision 
sleep on it first. We went through the days of like, we wanted to do something. So we literally went and did it that day. Like big to little, like got a new car or like something like that. Like I think if you're going to like, for example, if you're going to go, go buy a new car, you pick one day to go look at the cars and then you sleep on it. And then you go back and you like test drive. Like let it be a week long thing. Do not pick something the first time. Cause and I think along with that, too, is don't buy a brand new car. <laughs> we bought a brand new car. Okay, the times are different because it's 2023 <laughs> now, and buying a brand new car actually has a lot more merit than it used That's to. That's true. But this this was, like, what, four years ago? So, but it's just, like, anything like that. Like, sleep on it. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I'm going to combine that with another one because that's kind of all I have for that. That's funny because I literally have an exact opposite to this. Oh. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Combine it um, Where'd it go? Oh, decisions in your life need to be made and discussed with only the people that... Is that what I was going to put? Only the people that are affected by it. So we went through... Like, you got to be real careful what affected means. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, like, so in a marriage, if you're making a decision to go buy a house, go buy a car, do live on the road and go travel, those decisions are between you mm-hmm. and your spouse. Like... There are a lot of times where decisions we made, and I think a lot of it comes from us not being older when we got married. Yeah. And we felt like we needed adultier adults to help us make decisions like that. And I think some of the decisions we made were not right because we were influenced by others. Mm-hmm. And we were in no way, like, the where we were in our life was not where they were at in their life. So... The decision that we made that they helped us, like, influence, influenced us on might have been good for their, where they were. But it wasn't right for us. But yeah. I like to say with all of these, I wouldn't change anything necessarily. I, I like my life and I like, like, where we're at. But there are some things that, you know, could have been a little bit more. A little different. Yeah. I think that's, like, just kind of, like, to jump on people, like, inputting their decisions. I think, like, there's nothing wrong with seeking advice. Yeah. If you, but I think a lot of people will seek advice, but they can't take advice with a grain of salt. Like, yeah. it gets so influential. And, um, or, like, I hate when I, my poor father, I'll tell him things and he'll immediately give his opinion. Mm. And so here's, like, a really clear example of how, like, I tend to navigate these kind of things with my dad. I have a Kia Optima. And apparently, <laughs> so I do a lot of research on cars um, ahead of time um, with, like, annual cost of maintenance. Like, I'll look at, like, usually before I go and test drive, but I'll look at, like, different ones online. And I did this, and out of the ones I was looking at, and again, I bought a car in January of 2022. Mm-hmm. So, it, I didn't have a ton of options. Um. I went in and I looked at, I had looked ahead of time, didn't find too much car and drivers, my kind of go-to or whatever. Well, long story short, my car is burning oil, which apparently not like the models before mine literally just closed, like in 2023, closed a class action lawsuit over this. So mine's not included in that. And I'm using air quotes because I'm sure it's the same engine right? or like some modification of the exact same engine. and. But I have a warranty. Like, I have an extended warranty through the dealership. So I had to take it in. They did, the, they did they, like, are doing a test or whatever. I was talking to my dad about it. Just kind of, like, talking to him, like, because he knew I was taking it in. And 
he was like, well, they're not going to help you. They're going to string you along and make you do this and this and this and this until, until they're eventually, like, either they're going to wait till you run out of this. I was like, well, it's 10 years. They're not going to, like, they're not going to outweigh me. Yeah. And he's like, or they're just gonna be like, well, we're not helping you. You can take us to court if you want. And, like, because, like, my dad is, like, one, my dad is a lot older. He comes from a different time. Or, like, com- that's really what companies did because a lot of people, like, didn't take them to court back when my dad was, you know, my age. Mm-hmm. 4,000 years ago. Anyway, I was like, okay, um, so what if they do that? What, like, what do I do? Do I stop getting them to do service on my car? I was like, do I sell my car because I also bought pre-interest rates, so my car has less than a 2% interest rate on it. I'm going to die in this thing at this rate. Yeah. I feel like. $40 in interest a month, if that. I'm not buying another car it, right now. And I was like, it, like, what do I do, right? And he, and he was like, well, this is all you can do. I said, okay, so what did all of that just do for me other than stress me out? <laughs> so I could have kept that to yourself. So that's how I tend to, like, I tend to, like, navigate those kind of mm-hmm. things is, like, walk through what they expect me to do with that information. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, like, I want to make them feel a little shitty since they made me feel a little right. shitty. And that is petty, but I don't care. So my opposite to this is don't be afraid to jump. So I kind of, like, on the other hand of this, like, I, for example, when I bought my Mustang, I got in a car wreck in January. I didn't buy my Mustang until April. I waited four months to buy a car. I needed a car. We were using family's cars. Mm. I needed a car, which, again, very privileged. Both my my ex-in-laws and my parents had an extra car. We just rotated oh, yeah. with what we needed. But I could not commit. I was terrified. And, like, there's different, like, but when I left my, so I've only worked for three places. And I'm 28. And I've been working mm-hmm. since I was 16. So for the last 12 years, I've only worked for three places. The first seven I spent at the same job. I was terrified to leave. Terrified. And then come my second job, like, after I already got over that, I got, when I left my second job, found where I'm at now, like, I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> See, that's where you're, like, definitely different from me because, and for the better, like, you're you're way better than me because <laughs> you really take decisions and, like, every single detail I feel like you'll think of. Where I'm like, in particular, like the talking about a new car, I'm like, oh, it's shiny and it's nicer than mine. So I like want to have it right then. I won't like, I'm not very good at sitting there and comparing things. So I'm like, that's Alan's job. But <laughs> well, it's like weird. Like we're, we've begun to like talk about getting a new car, like for a few different reasons. Now, Ryan and I are also like, we talked about like in one of our episodes, like financially, we have like different goals right now. Oh, yeah. And realistically, very easily we could survive with one car how because of our work schedules i could like literally take like we because of our lunch like anytime he doesn't because if he opens it's super easy we've done that on more more than one occasion i drop him off i pick him up because he has to be there earlier then i go drop off the baby and he works like he works late all the time anyway right it's not like it matters Hmm. and then on the days he closes i can he can either take me to work and then I can come pick him up on my lunch and, and then he can come pick me up on my lunch. I can drop him off. And then on his lunch, he comes pick me up and takes me home. So what is the, why would you rather do that than just go look for a new car? The car, like, cause of the payment. Yeah. Well, and like, not even just that, like my, I have a Kia Optima again. So my insurance is sky high right now because of all the theft. 
So when I bought my car, it cost us $570 a month. It cost us $700 a month this month, uh, now, literally just due to the increase, like the $130 increase in insurance. Is that just for your car? Just for my car with my payment and my insurance. Now I'm on a short loan. Oh, with your payment and, and insurance. I was like, that's your whole, like, the- no, no, no. Oh so gosh. when I bought <laughs> payment and insurance, when I bought my car was that's $570. So, it's cool $700 can, today. I didn't know you could combine it like that. It's, I or, it's not, I okay, pay them separately. Okay. Just, you can't do this. My brain is not the working. The cost right. of my car okay. per month. Like I said, this is Alan's job. The cost <laughs> of Ryan's car per month is $400. When we bought Ryan's car, it was $420. <laughs> it went down. And his is a hybrid, so it gets way better. Like, not way better. Okay, it gets, like, eight more miles to the gallon than I do. Yeah. We just got two under 10000 out on my car. And I was like, we got to get a new one before we pay it off. Because you know what happens when you pay a car off. It breaks down. <laughs> you got two under 100000 Under Under 10000 Oh. Oh, darn it. I, wait, I was thinking, of, I said 100000 I was did. thinking 1000 I don't know what kind of car you're driving, but mine did not cost more than that. But you know what's like? I know this is like so off topic. What's so sad about brand. my Kia Optima is, as far as like interior drivability, comfort, like it has been my favorite car. I have only owned Fords up until this point. Mm. I owned. Wait, no, nah, that's a lie. Because I had a Sentra, but I had it for like literally two months before the tornado. Like it was oh. lost in the tornado. Then I drove my brother's F one fifty, like a ninety four. And then after that, I did have a Chevy Geo Prism, but I wasn't really driving because it was after my wreck. I wrecked my brother's truck. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that's um, a whole other. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. We'll have to talk about that. That's kind of funny. Not the wreck, but like everything that's <laughs> come out of it. But then I drove a Geo Prism for like, that my stepdad was nice enough to buy me and fix up, but I wasn't really driving then. And then I bought a Ford Taurus. I tried my my Taurus AC broke because of all the plastic surgery I had to have because of my wreck. I couldn't drive in the summer without AC, so I was driving my dad's 08 Ford F-150. Then I got a Fusion, traded my Fusion in for an Escape. My I got rear-ended and totaled my Escape, bought a Mustang. Now I And then I traded my Mustang in for my Optima when I got pregnant. Hmm. So this is the first non-Ford that I have been financially responsible for. I... I don't, I'm just not, I've never, I'm not someone that's like, oh, I only like Ford. I don't like this. Like, I have it not disliked any of the vehicles I've bought one, for any it's, reason. It's a little bit luck, but two, my dad like just likes Ford pickups and my dad's a pickup guy. And one thing he found and one thing I can attest to, Fords are dirt cheap to maintain compared to other cars. Hmm. Just like as far, like my Mustang had the most problems and that's because the AC went out and I actually replaced it. But otherwise, I probably spent less than entire ownership, less than $1,000 on maintenance in every single one of my Fords. My Mustang was probably closer to $1,500 because my AC cost $700 to replace. So how's, what's the, this is totally off topic. We need to put like off topic, but on brand. Because yeah. like, um, what is the longest car you've had for? My Escape, I had it for three years. It's so funny because I told, I... I like new. I like change in that sense. And so I was like, I feel like I've had this car longer than any well, other car. quite three years. So I was like, I need a new one. Yeah. <laughs> but I no, really like my car. This is the first time, actually, that I've not been like, I really am ready to, like, go get a new car. Like, I actually feel like I could be happy with my car for a long time. So obviously, like, the Taurus I needed, the Fusion I got because the Taurus's AC went out. My dad bought my Fusion off of me, or my Taurus off of me. I had... My dad co-signed on my Fusion, crazy good interest rate. The only car I didn't need, 
when I bought it was my escape. And I traded my fusion in. Probably should have kept it with my escape being wrecked, but I loved my escape. That's funny because I wrecked my escape too. Well, well someone, Alan did. It wasn't me. Someone did. I was at a. I stopped at the red light, and the guy behind me didn't. Um, wow. And when I mean That's... that, I mean I was already stopped at the red light, and it was a guy who was working overnight. Where oh. our husbands used to work, oh. and you know, like you knew how much they worked. Zombie them. land. They were there. literally zombies. He hit me going fifty-five, and I was at a dead stop on Rangeland in Newman. Did you like see him, or did it just happen? Oh, it just happened. Oh my gosh! The light had just turned green. So we were all still dead stopped. Oh my god! Cassie, See, there's a difference. Cassie the light was turning six red. months pregnant with Milo. No, so she had to go to the hospital. I wa- so like everyone's fine, um, but like the the like the memory that sticks with this is I walk like after they took Cassie away in the ambulance. My I took Maya to my dad, and then I went to the hospital. Um, when I walked into the room and heard Milo's heartbeat, I literally fell to the floor and broke down. Cause it's like, it, I wasn't worried about it until then, but in that point it yeah. hit me like, oh, this could have been way this worse. This could have been way worse. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. It's like the scariest moment to my day. Yeah. Uh, like, to, or scariest moment of my life to this day. But yeah. So, but there's like a, there's like a flaw. Like you can do that too much. You can't be so afraid to jump, so afraid of risk that you let it eat you alive. Like, cause like, that's what I do with decisions. Like yeah. I, they eat me alive. And this is like kind of, we talked like in our finance episode as Ryan and I at one point had far too much disposal income. And because we couldn't make a decision on what to do with it, we wasted it. Mm-hmm. Like we could have done so, like smarter things, like better investments or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like you've got to draw a line at the, the thinking and the decision making and the deciding. <clears throat> I think that's so funny that. You had the exact opposite of that, and I love that for it. Well, see, I also have here, it says, you don't have to know everything first, just start. There's actually, it's going on right now, because Alan is in this phase of where he really wants to have his own business. He doesn't want to work for somebody. He wants to, like, you mm-hmm. know, but he doesn't necessarily know what he wants it to be, like, you know, but he's also, like, it's like he feels like he has to wait until he decides that before he can start making like moves or learning mm-hmm. things. And I'm like, no, just start because that way, by the time you figure it out, you might even, that might even help you figure it out. But like, by the time you figure it out, you'll already have all this progress made and you can probably just like yeah. get into it. But I feel like that can go for like so many things. Like there's yeah. so many things where you hesitate and you're like, oh, I don't know enough about it. I shouldn't even try. Like, you know, and I do that all the time. I've done that. And so... And it's, I feel like even with this, like podcasting, you were like, let's do this. And I was I like, literally I, said, I literally said, if we don't do something right yeah. now, we are never going to do it. And I'm like the whole time I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm doing this. This is so like, not me, not something I ever thought would ever happen. That was three months yeah. ago. That's and insane. The fact that we made it happen like within a month, mm-hmm. I think that really is just like, you got to make the moves. You cannot just sit here and wait. In the wise words of Michael Boston. <laughs> Start now, correct later. Yeah. Learn as you go. Exactly. Like, some things you just gotta do. Okay, what's next? So, I've got... This is on, like, personal development in a way. Um, There's been a few times in my life where I've literally realized, I was like, I feel so much different. I feel completely different. It's not necessarily, of like, what I was doing. It was the fact that... 
I was in environments where I couldn't be myself. Like I felt like I had to water myself down to fit others' needs. And I firmly believe if you can't be in an environment where you can be authentic, be yourself, be comfortable doing what you want to do, that environment is like not for you. And that's actually something I'm dealing with currently, just trying to make like decisions on whether or not whatever. But um This is why I made Mel cry earlier. Yeah. And so I just I I in those times I thought it was other things that I was doing, but it was actually that there were I was leaving environments that I was literally like not being able to be myself. Mm-hmm. Because I've I've come a long ways from the days where I thought quality over quantity, mm-hmm. especially in friendships and relationships and I'm working through that currently still like I a lot of these lessons are you know you wish you learned sooner but like you're still learning I'm still learning and I'm still trying to make sure I'm still needing to make the right decisions but I'm definitely learning every day and especially every day lately I'm just realizing things but um your environment really plays key into who you are and if you stay in environments where you can't be who you want to be that's a, like you said to me earlier, that's a decision you're making. Yeah. So. That's like one of the books, um, is it How to Stop Giving a Fuck or something like that? One of the books I read during 75 Hard, the second Those chapter. The Subtle Art? The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, yeah. Yeah. The second chapter, is that the one you read? Yeah. No, 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 no it's not the one, it it's too. the other one. It's, um, I'll look it up while I'm talking. But the second chapter is always the one that resonates the most with me, and it is, um, it's Unfuck Yourself by Gary Jean oh, Mitchell. Right. The second chapter is I Am Willing. So everything in your life is a decision of what I am willing. Yeah. Or I am unwilling. So kind of like think about like a shitty job. Like you have a, like this really mean boss and you go there day after day, day after day. You never apply. You never get out. Like you never try to get out. So you have said, I'm willing to put up with this. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, so on the flip side, you do apply. You do get out. You said, I am unwilling to put up with this. Yeah. And, like, that was actually, like, when I read it, that was something I really needed to hear at that point in my life. And it is that I reread that chapter. I've reread that book to the point where the pages are not still bound into the book. They're just loose in the cover. But that second chapter is the most loved chapter in any book I've ever touched in my life. And just, like, how impactful it is to me, like, to hear time and time again, like, every decision you make. Every decision you make that, like, impacts you is a decision of what you are willing or unwillingly doing. Mm-hmm. Like, like leaving, you're, you're no longer willing to do, you're unwilling. And that's, like, and it, it really does, it, it has a way of saying, well, there's nothing wrong with willingly staying in a situation, but then it's how you approach it going forward. Um, and it is, like, so powerful, like, to that. It's, like, everything is something. So... We obviously talked way too long for this, so we are splitting it into two parts. We will be coming back at you Monday with the second part of this. Uh, Make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Self Misguided Podcast. We're really active in there. Please let us know what you like, what you want to hear more of. We can't wait for you to join us again because at the end of the day, aren't we all self-misguided?